Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by Trace Finicaro and Snackily Blunt. Very nice. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. Well, gents, to jump into the uh, political, well, not really jumping into the political uh, news, but maybe wading into it, pun intended. Um, Joe Biden uh, raised some eyebrows uh, for some people um, with his plan on um, by 2040, he would like to slash um, essentially meat eating by 50% in America to help combat combat uh, climate change. Um, and some people at some news news outlets ran with it and tried to say that he said 90%, which was absolutely not true. It was fact-checked. <laughs> Fox News essentially released that, and then they, they've backtracked since. Um, it's 50%, um, and it's it's speculative at how much of an impact it would really actually be. 2040, which is 19 years from now? Well, I mean, like, on the plus side, most of the policymakers setting this policy will be dead, so they don't actually have to deliver on it. That's true. Um, on a side note, when, when, <laughs> when, you so just, like, when you, like, just straight up, like, fucking lie like that, I know that this doesn't help anything. I, like, I don't think that we should, I don't think you should be, like, killed, but can we, like, break a news anchor's leg on, like, live television? You know, like, just... <sighs> They just have a machine. The question that, is, Gunner, is would we be allowed to eat his leg? Well, I mean, as long as it's before 2040. I agree. I mean, or, I would. He's free range. You to, so. You know, actually, so here's the question. Here's the question. <laughs> In the interest of carbon, uh, carbon minimalization, can you eat an animal of equivalent mass to the, to, if, if you get rid of a leg? You mean if you cut your own leg off? Yeah, or just you, you just lose it. You know, it's 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 it's. it's you're it's, saying you're sure. saying you can eat meat only if you lose meat off of your body. Yes, it's 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 a it's a it's a erosion minimization strategy. You know, like, I got a dad joke. All right, see it. If the newscaster made the mistake, um, but it was about sports, would you say that he tastes a little bit gamey? <laughs> I like it. It's pretty good. <clears throat> pretty good. It hurts. So, it hurts. Uh, <laughs> what's interesting about the the meatless thing is, um, a lot of shows, you know, that are science fiction, um, are already based around this idea that there isn't going to be a whole lot of meat consumption in the future. Like it's well, not. It's I and I think there's a reason for that. I think because a lot of sci people that write for sci-fi are a bit more educated than than most. I think like science fiction is difficult to do on TV, like good science fiction in my opinion, because it's kind of it's a bit high-minded. Like it's you know you have to kind of suspend belief yeah. in a few things, and you have to kind of understand concepts, mm -hmm. you know how you travel through time and stuff like that. Like a lot of sci-fi shows. Like Star Trek, I'm thinking of, right? Like, it's it's popular, but it'll never be like super popular because I think people think it's too nerdy and too brainy. Um, but I think people that write for sci-fi, you have to be kind of be a little nerdy and brainy, I would imagine, 
and the writing's probably on the wall for a while. Um, don't get me wrong. I love red meat. It's great. Uh, but even I have to admit, like, the rate at which we consume it, well, I don't really know how sustainable it really is. There, there's a there's a couple. There's a, actually more than a couple things, which is that one, um, if you... Yeah, and I I don't know I don't know either of you guys like I was a big um, Omni reader when I was a kid. Omni was a mag Omni was a science fiction slash pop culture magazine by Bob Guccione, more famous for the Penthouse magazine, but um his wife was a big uh, proponent slash uh, benefactor of uh you know like academic slash science research. And kind of dragged them into that, but these these are these are things that have been talked about since the mid to late seventies. Like there were problems, you know. Like there, it's just it, it's amazing that like we kind of we knew that things were going to get bad, and then we just kinda, we're here like, now. Not, not our pro- yeah, we're here. You know, <laughs> as, 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 on the as, precipice. As, as it was, it as it was as it was um summed up to me on Facebook a while back, we were born in the, the fuck around. We were born in the fuck around decades. And now we get to live through the find out decades. You know, I mean, when you look at, and I'm not going to speak to red meat because I've never worked in that industry, but I've worked in uh, seafood before and I can speak to um, the warming of the waters and what kind of effect it's had uh, specifically on mollusks. Um, but uh, maybe people don't do or don't know. There are a lot of like parasites in the ocean. There are a lot of like little worms and shit like that. There's a um, reason why everything ran away from it as fast as they could once they evolved legs. Right. So uh, for mollusks anyway, um, which are filter feeders, as the waters uh, warm, um, it's more conducive uh, for like these parasites to breed. So there's essentially more biomass. It's also conducive for for these mollusks to grow. But a lot of the mollusks that you pull out pull out of um, certain parts of the ocean, which used to be the most par- popular parts of the ocean, I would say uh, to dredge, they you'd, you 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 would you start finding um, more mollusks with these parasites in them, with these little worms essentially. Which don't get me wrong, you cook them, you eat them. It's you're not gonna really notice it. Um, it's not going to hurt you in any way. As, lo- as long as you cook them. Yeah, I actually don't know what happens if you don't cook them. <laughs> I don't <laughs> actually tough. know. They just um, become part of you. Yeah. You see those your, illustrations? Your internal, organs, your internal organs are very similar to a, a nice warm ocean, you know? So, uh, yeah. So, but I will say, like, there is, there were, some short shortages uh, in certain regions. Um, I know, like in the Mexican, uh, down in Mexico, Mexico, like the Mexican bays, um, down in like towards past Southern California, down in that area, like they had a whole season that got wiped out. Essentially, um, there are definitely things happening in the ocean from a seafood processor and harvesters aspect where we've maybe we maybe have fucked some stuff up and some so we're having some some unintentional. Uh, Failures, but I also hear that it's picking up, and it's it's just picking up later. So maybe it's just a shift right now. But well, but when it comes to the um, when it comes to the the meat industry, um, did Biden make specifics on 
like if he was going to cut back like across the board or if we were all going to just be having chicken patties and we're going to cut back on beef it sounded as if it was uh it was just it was meat um let me get the specifics and yeah the the industrial animal husbandry as it's done right right now is pretty close to fucking open like strip mining as far as its long-term environmental impacts you know um but with the like a lot of it's with the methane right uh, well it, so actually there's 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 a few things so it's you have the methane you have the um energy footprint uh, mm-hmm. Because if you don't let them open range, you know, like we're having habitat collapse and stuff like that. But we do the feedlots. If we do the feedlots, you need all this energy to do climate control. Um, it's the growing of food, uh, like feed crops and over, you know, it, it, you know, like we raise grain for, you know, grain for uh, animal feed. But we're using nitrogen fertilizers because we've butchered the soil in those areas from just all the chemical, you know, all the industrial agriculture chemicals that we pull pour down there. So it's kind of, it's the, it's the, it's the caffeine fix, right? You know, like you have to keep upping the dosage because either you've thrown something out of balance so it can't absorb it as well, or you just start building an immunity per se. Um, And it's also just the fucking effluent flowing into the ocean. You know, like the Gulf of Mexico has the Gulf of Mexico used to be one of the most fertile. Yeah, used to be like one of the biggest fisheries in the world. And we have continuously been shrinking that territory because there's so much industrial fertilizer runoff coming off these fields that it's just making these huge dead spots all throughout the all throughout the Gulf Coast. So, uh the headline that I have is uh, Biden urged to slash U.S. animal production by 50%. So I don't think it's strictly just red meat. I think it sounds yeah. like it's kind of across the board. We're, we're animals, right? Well, yes, that's actually that's actually that, <laughs> that's really what they should have been more flipped out about. Like, yeah, um, you need to stop. You need to stop fucking. Pardon my French. But um. It's- well, it brings up kind of a well at this point, are there enough studies to kind of prove that like a plant based diet or something closer to that is is healthier for you? Well, I mean, like there's mm-hmm. so so here here's the thing because this is a loaded question. A plant based diet in theory is healthier than what we have available to us right now. <laughs> Correct. Because, I hear you. Yes, because of all the processed foods and, and like all the refined sugars plants, and shit. The, the plants themselves are fucked up too. You know, um, there was, but, but 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 assuming that they're not. Yes. Well, so and this can go back. Okay, as as a person who as a person who like lives slash works on a farm that raises livestock. Let me give, let me give you some perspective. So we do the the ethical, you know, like again, we all all our birds are all our birds are free range. All our lambs are free range. We won't eat them because we're hypocrites. 
the lambs, not the not the chicken. Chickens would kill you and everyone you care about if they. Chickens are dinosaurs. Chicken. Yeah. No. Um. Flightless. <laughs> you have to. You have to put chicks in. You have to put chicken poults in with turkey poults. Because the chicken poults will at least show the turkey poults how to drink properly. Because the turkey poults will drown themselves. Jesus a what? Christ. A poult? What's a poult? A poult is a chick. Oh. But you know, it's 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 like it's 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 the bird equivalent of a toddler. Okay, well, you were talking about plant based diet. Go. Oh, no, okay, okay, and I, I guess the thing is, the, the plant, yes, plant, where this going is a person who grows. People are not willing to pay what it cost to actually get quote unquote healthy meat. Yeah, but it's been subsidized, right? It's we have these gigantic with these yes. gigantic farms and it's subsidized. Um, also the conditions of those gigantic farms, it's illegal uh -huh. to film them. Yes. Right. Um, it, it's the equivalent so, of like why our gas is so cheap. It's the, we, we hide the cost of. Yeah. Um, but I think we're still talking about some different things here, right? Because I think what you're talking about Gunner is that we could be eating healthy meat. I think the, what Wade is saying is that we're going to stop eating a lot of meat. We're yes. not really stopping and saying, hey, is this meat specifically raised ethically? Is this meat no, well, healthy for me? Um, it's more of the idea that um, we're just going to slow production well, yeah, nationwide there, in an effort to be one of many items that we try to combat um, yes. Global warming with, um, and, and, and what's that going to look like now? I, I think it's interesting because I see that number two on the menu at Burger King is a plant-based burger. And I'm like, well, this is a good sign. This is a good sign that we can do this. And I know a lot of people that order them. So I can only assume that there are enough people right now that are like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine cutting out at least the whopper. I don't know if that <laughs> that doesn't really fix it when they fire when they're firing up the grill. You know, it doesn't fix the Fourth of July stuff. But uh, you know, is there a point where we're going to start celebrating meat more as a um, you know as something that we do on special occasions instead of something that we do on a daily basis? And uh, it was a comedian once, and he was talking about you know how many wings you get out of a chicken and a, a like. I think it was Louis C.K. actually, but he was just talking about meat and he's like, an animal needs to die every single day for me to stay alive. Like one more day, I need to kill an animal every single day. And it's a crazy thought. Like it's a crazy thought that, that there is a, a lot of people that live that way, that they do need, not necessarily a full animal, but that they do need um, meat with every meal. <clears throat> And it's it'd be a cultural change for us all to switch away from that. Well, I go ahead, Gunner. Go ahead. Well, and I I think I think one of the things that you know again maybe this is this is this is very much an Americanism slash Western yeah trying to try trying to do this without couching it just, without just encumbering it. it with terms. It's okay. Shit on shit on. Our, okay. our, the meat consumption habits of modern economies is very much an artifact of Western culture. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a reflection on like this, 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 it's almost like a flex, you know, like, 
Absolutely. For, for the longest time, this was it, it, again. It's it's all I can all I can think of is that it's the equivalent. It, it's kind of on the same lines of like the the Viking the, the like the the Viking culture collapsed from food insecurity, and the reason that they had food insecurity was because even though they're like some of the greatest sea, you know, joke intended seamen, you know, or, you know, like, you know, sailors of all time, they wouldn't eat anything came that came out of the ocean. Cause they shit there. They would, they would, they would sail across the entire ocean and wait to go hunt deer or something like that. They wouldn't, you know, like it's, it's, but whether this started as a flex, um, you know, or whether it's just because meat tastes really good and we're very good at manufacturing the manufacturing Actually, process yes. of it, and we enjoy eating it. You know, and it's just a supply a, and demand market. It's, um, it's, it's, it's a Snickers bar. It's 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 part of our culture. It's part of our culture, though. And and rolling that back, I think I think nineteen years we can do it. But um, the thing is, is that I see a lot of people fighting it just on principle, like. Like the don't tread on me. Like you don't get to tell me whether or not I can have a burger every night. Well, like if I want to spend my money on meat, I'm going to spend my money on meat. It's not it's up why, to it's, you. It's, it's why I, it's, it's, I mean like this is this, this kind of stuff is why I'm looking at doing the mushroom farming thing because it's, that's actually the closest, that's the closest analog, you know, that, that path of fungi culture is probably the, cl- I know you, you have the better burger and stuff like that, but if you want to eat a, "Quote unquote steak," or and actually, maybe this is the problem too: is that we try we try and replace things with things instead of just finding something else that's good at being it. And sometimes that works, boxes. and sometimes sometimes that doesn't. So I will say, as an avid meteor, I'm you know, it is what it is. But um, like the Beyond Burgers, they're pretty close, man. Like they're <laughs> they're have, pretty have, damn close. They're pretty close when they're inside a sandwich that tastes uh, yeah. like that sandwich. So like like with a Whopper you have ingredients in there that give it the signature taste. The bun, you know, the lettuce, the onions, the tomato, um the the ketchup and the mayonnaise are very important. Um the pickles. So yeah, when you have a very thin sliced patty that's cooked right next to the beef so it even smells like I'm making them from home. Like buying the Beyond Burgers and then make them from home. Yeah, when you if you make one and eat one at home, and you make the burgers the way most people do at home, and they're a much thicker burger, um, no one that eats a burger is going to say it tastes like a burger. They I might it say does. it tastes good. I don't uh. think that they're going to say it tastes like a burger because they're the what is it? What's the the Maillard? Is that how you say it? When the when the meat? Yeah, the myriad, uh I know what you're talking about. When it caramelizes, when it kind of burns yeah. and caramelizes, yeah, yeah, that effect with beef fat. So I mean, I could smell it from a mile away, like somebody's grilling. I, it smells so good, and even the best veggie patty to this day doesn't produce that smell, and it certainly doesn't produce that taste. So to me, you can say that it tastes good, and I'll completely agree with somebody. But to Gunner's point, I, I think that maybe we're trying to make it taste like something that it's not. Um, and that's why I'm I'm very envious of the cultures that have that have just been working around the meat situation forever. Like in China, they eat bean curd for some reason. We call it tofu here. For some yeah. reason, we don't eat it here. It's not in any of our dishes. I don't know why it's in no dishes. Um, Co- it is a little bit bitter. 
it doesn't really have much flavor, so you do have to season the hell well, out of it. Also, soy is one of the big eight, soon to be big nine allergens. So, yeah, that's, but that's also, but the soy is also that, that's also because we've fucking done things to it. You know, it's it's we actually you you make that point like we had issues at uh, you know like one of my sisters, uh, she was having allergic reactions to our eggs. Until we got the turkeys, and then when we were when we would send turkey eggs home, she wouldn't, and it was because the chicken feed had soy, it had GMO soy in it. Oh, and the turkey it's feed just didn't making its way through. Wow, that's an interesting. That's interesting because I have I react sometimes to food, and I, I try to like I've done food logs, and I'm like, what is it that I'm eating? It's just messing me up, and I'm like, well, it's the same thing that I ate. A week ago, like I, what was it about this meal that now all of a sudden I feel ill or I feel like I need to take a nap or, you know, my, I almost feel like I'm getting a fever. Like, why does my body react completely differently to the exact same meal? And those are the types of things I think people just don't, uh, they don't think about is, you know, it, it, you might not be allergic to the egg. You might be allergic to what the animal ate and, and, and traces, trace amounts of that are inside For sure. uh, the egg or inside the meat now. Um, I remember that with um, people that are allergic to people that are highly allergic to uh, tree nuts, like almonds. Have to be careful what they eat. Coconut. Yeah, because the meat that they consume has trace amounts of those allergens in there, um, and then they can react by eating the animal <laughs> that ate the the nuts. So the FDA um, just rolled out and fast tracked. Uh, I mean, just for anybody that's interested in food, <laughs> food uh, news. Uh, so many people are starting to develop uh, sesame reactions to sesame seeds. It's going to be the ninth. It's going to be the big oh. nine. And it's going to be by 2023, I believe it said, anything with sesame is going to have to be treated as as one of the, like an, aller an allergen is now, like one of the big eight. It's going to be the big wow. nine. Yeah, I guess uh, at a record pace, people are, they're finding people, more and more people are developing allergies to sesame seeds. Hmm. That's Weird. another thing we don't use a lot in the States is sesame seeds. It's such an important seed in other cultures, but here we don't really use it. It's in like almost every Chinese dish that we eat. It's in, um, Greek foods got it. You know, they, they put the tahini in the, um, their hummus. I'm sure they use it in other things too. I, uh, I think as far as you'll never be able to do steak. I think you're all right with the burgers. We'll just print it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I, I'm actually with Gunner on this. I think that nobody will care in 2040 if we have a version of steak that's close enough. Because. Agreed. I don't think people I mean, like, want to kill animals to eat. I think they're just like, no, I just haven't found a better way to get that amazing steak taste. Well, then they're completely disconnected from it, right? Well, like that. I, I think if you actually had to sit there and at least watch the cow that's about to get slaughtered, you may eat meat a bit less. And that's why I chose to be a vegetarian was because I wanted to appreciate the death of the animal. Um, I didn't want to just have it tokenized where I go and spend $7 on something and I receive a please, chunk of dead animal. I'm like, please, I, please, it's, please give me this, it's too tray. Please give me this yeah. tray of, of 12 murders. And then after then after observing fish, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't care about fish. They they're pretty dumb. They're they're like they're, the, the they're, mammals they're, I like. They're potato chips that poop. Yeah, yeah fish and yeah, chicken. Fi I I don't really feel any remorse for. 
Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't feel bad about the birds. It's, it's tough to watch some of those bad. like chicken farm, like those big chicken farms, mm -hmm. you, where like the you, chickens you say, get so big, that, their legs break. You have chi it, you, we, our chicken, our chickens come up and like will recognize us, and there are ones that will hop on your shoulder like a parrot. And like That's people tough. eat, people eat like like caviar. They're fine with it, but like if you were to see like a a little baby chick get, get stepped on, it would be sad. Like there's something different about me. Yeah. The bird, the, the we feel worse. Like if there's a bunch of little baby fish, it's like okay, they just look like sperm swimming around. Like I don't feel bad about that. But there's something about the little tiny birds that that really resonates with us. It we empathize with them maybe more than we should. You ever see a baby shark? I yes. heard that a baby shark. I heard that in the womb, a baby shark will eat another like his his sibling. Damn straight they born. will. Yes, but they also have like the giant, like most puppy dog eyes you will ever see. Oh, it's terrible. They also don't like magnets. Well, you know, because they 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 can feel that stuff. Yeah, I don't know how. Well, it it, it actually really uh, those uh those recept those uh photo it's not is it, it's electroreceptors, right? Yes, they 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 actually have dedicated nerve clusters down the length of their body for sensing electromagnetic fields. What what was that good for in the evolutionary? Oh, uh, because they can actually sense other fish swimming in the water around them from their they can sense heartbeats <laughs> from oh. yeah all like the you know your synapses firing and you know they're they're they're, well, maybe... they're they're swimming in this giant this giant uh all earth encompassing void of of electrically conductive fluid so you're saying shark boy is a real superhero and it's not just something that was made up i mean you saw the movie i did movies are a girl though i still don't understand her powers I, I didn't see the movie. I'm aware of the movie, but I didn't want. I never watched it. She's I've, a girl I've, who push you into lava. It's one of those movies that I haven't watched, but my kids have watched so many times that I've seen a lot of them. I don't. I don't. I, was was Lava Girl and Shark Boy the one with Steve Buscemi as the main villain? Oh, I don't even remember. But uh, I don't know. They came out with a, was, they came out with like a modern day reboot of it where they grew up and they had kids. And it's called there, uh, there, We Could Be Heroes. Because it was either that or Spy Kids, but there's just one thing, because they're both kids' movies. But there's one scene where Steve Buscemi's just like monologuing as the main villain, and he says, Do you think God lives in heaven because even he's afraid? No, Steve Buscemi was not in that movie. Okay. <laughs> Do you think God dwells in heaven because even he is afraid to dwell in the same place as this creation he has wrought? So, uh, you know, in our we're getting flooded with with topic requests now that we've told people to on Facebook. Um, it's been fantastic. We're getting so many, so many of them. I, I don't think we're going to be able to keep up. I think we're going to have to like actually start declining some of these topic recommendations because um, they've just been flooding in. But one that we we all kind of liked. We were reading through them before we clicked record. Um, this one was Which, also via Mike Walker. Yeah, yeah. It, I, hopefully the listeners can tell the sarcasm when I say we're getting flooded with them. They're actually only Mike Walker has been <laughs> has been providing this. And this time he actually made a challenge for us. He posted you, them on his news feed. Yes. We had to search to find them, Mike. So thank you. It was tricky. We, th we thought that Facebook was fucking us and just like getting rid of your content. 
but then I just did a search on you and everything you've been doing on Facebook, which in itself is kind of fucking creepy because I could just stalk yeah. you and any it's like a digital footprint that that essentially makes it much easier than for me to have to go through your page and scroll through. It's just I all liked there. it though. Because previously it was hard to find stuff on Facebook. Now you just type Mike Walker and you can just scroll through these posts of his. That's quite true. So you want me to read it off? Um, sure. Yeah, you want you might as well, right? Just read the whole yeah. thing because it's almost like a narration. Yes. Yeah, so Mike says, uh, this one might be up more Gunner's Alley, which I don't know if that's code word for Gunner's asshole. But <laughs> when you want something new that you didn't have before. Are you willing to save a bunch of money and buy used slash broken items as is from eBay? I do it all the time. Looking for crap I only marginally want and look for stuff with common problems that I can easily fix that the seller is blissfully unaware of or unwilling to try. I have a box of Game Boys, two Sega Genesises. Is that Genesises? Genesis? Genesis? <laughs> Mod uh, Model 1 and 3. A GoPro Hero 3 Plus Black Edition and an old MacBook. Damn it, I have a problem. How about you? Gunner, do you have a problem? Do I have a problem? I have a lot of problems. In the in regards to this? Um, I go through bouts. Uh you know, it's 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 the um Jeremy Clarkson used to phrase it is it's the it's the it's the kind of mindset that it's also like I want to get a dog with something wrong with it so that I can try and practice being a veterinarian. You know, it, it's it's just a, it's a, a it's, really weird philosophy of life. A, disturbing. Well, he's, talk, <laughs> he's, he's talking about a person who deliberately tries and gets to get British or Italian cars is the same kind of person that would be like, I want to get a dog so I hope something goes wrong. You know, it's just. Uh, I. By the way, I have an I have an aunt that does that. She buys dying dogs. That's that's kind or of she she, she adopts. I'm sorry, she adopts dying dogs. Well, you know, some, they gotta have a happy place too. I mean, as long as that's the way she feels. Yeah, she's like, I want the one that can't see because then I can just spend time helping it out and making the last few months or a few years of its life worthwhile. She's like, I want the ones th that won't be adopted. I want to bring joy to their life. So. Again, it, it, it's funny, like, as, I, as I've been trying to, like, step into more of the, the farm stuff, my father has been, like, kind of, like, reevaluating, because, you know, he's, he's, he don't got that much gas in the tank nowadays as is, but um, he was actually, he's actually, we're actually looking at, like, what would have to be to kind of be, like, a foster shelter, but uh, I, I as part of his, like, kind of Father's Day, preemptive Father's Day slash birthday present, uh, I'm working on a website for him. I got I, I reserved two domains, which is thatfarmupstate.com and twoafarmupstate.com, <laughs> as in that place that the, your cat or dog disappeared to. <laughs> like, we sent him to a farm upstate. <laughs> I was like, I guess that's where that far because we we've made that joke for years because just animals end up here and it's not even like they're actively recruited. It's just like they somehow fucking find their way. We don't boot them out. A domain name for for lost for for your father. Yes. Um. So is that the broken the broken eBay item was a website that doesn't well, no, work? No, 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 no. So, so um, yeah, again, my, my, again, like I so said, sorry, I sidetracked on the, 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 the animal broken thing, but no. So, um, I have saved a bunch of money and also been completely fucked on that front. Like about 50, 50. 
Um, I got or I uh, ordered a, a monitor here a while back. Uh, the person who sent it, uh, it was in it wasn't in the box that it was shown when they were selling it. Uh, it was missing pieces of the foam that hold it in the box, and UPS managed to crush it a couple t- on a couple different corners before it got to me. So you can so you bought it whole and 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 it was broken by the time it arrived. Yes. Does um, that qualify? Uh, I've had one. I've had ones that I've had. To, uh, uh, so here, here's the thing, because the, the the flip side of that is also like you try and return something and it turn it can turn into a fucking debacle. Like I still haven't got a refund from a oh, broken monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I've had a couple of video cards that have been that were sold as working came like like visibly damaged. Mm-hmm. And they've had ones that have been broken that I like some basic maintenance fix them. So I don't know if that cancels out. I mean, like there's, but, but, but were there ones that you bought knowing that they were broken? Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. Two reasons, right? One reason yeah. is you want to get a good deal and yep. you're like, well, I know how to fix that. And this makes I'm going to buy that for half price. Wearing. I'm going to fix it for $3 and then I will have the full price item for half price plus $3. Right, that's one great reason to go buy broken stuff on eBay, um, is you know just to save money. Um, there's there's another odd reason though, um, and this is one that Mike didn't come out and say, but I thought about it um, when it, when 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 Wade was reading his um, very well typed um, proposal <laughs> topic proposal, and that's sometimes you actually can't get the item at all. Yes. True. That's an interesting one there to was, me. You could buy two broken items was a, and make one working item because you can't actually yeah, buy. Like that, or you can't get parts. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally. Um, there was a thing during the like the first pack, like the first lockdown. People were building Nintendo Switches from discard parts. There's, because the yeah, stock guy would buy so like a lot of twenty of them. Yeah, just build them, build them and sell them. So I, I like this idea. I like this. I really like this um, topic because uh, I've been recently looking at houses. And when Jen and I bought this house, we knew how big it's like a thir- it's like eleven hundred square foot, right? Not 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 huge, not tiny, right? Um. And uh, man, I think one of the cats is upstairs. Just it sounds like he's ripping paper in half, but he doesn't have thumbs to do it with. So I don't know. Um, anyways, because uh, I have a small house, so the fucking I can't get away from the cats. But um, we talked about it, and when we bought it, we're like, "Oh, it's a starter home." If we ever have kids or something like that, we're gonna have to get a bigger house. Well, you know, it's you know, sixteen years later, we have kids, and we're still in the same house, and. Uh, we're kind of getting to that point where because the, the age of the kids and the amount of space that we have, we only got one bathroom and we're, we're starting to run into like logistical issues, right? Like <laughs> how do this many people um, use the bathroom without having a conflict every single day? And I mean, it's a story as old as time, but um, or at least as old as people started to go to the bathroom in dedicated places. At least. But how do we fix it, right? So we start looking for houses, but we're in the middle of a pandemic, and 
because you know technology allows people to work remotely, people are fleeing expensive housing and moving to rural places like where we live. So houses are on the market for hours. They're getting sold, and they're getting sold for twenty, thirty, forty thousand above asking. So it's a great time for us to sell our home, but it's a terrible time for us to buy a home. So we're kind of in the middle, kind of in a catch-22. And uh, I'm like, you know what? These people that are fleeing, they don't want a fixer-upper. They want a place they can move in. So it's like, well, if I can find a place that's been foreclosed on, that may even be condemned, right? but it's got the footprint and the square footage of something that would sell for a lot more, I'm in a unique situation where I could take a second mortgage and I could be working on this new house. So that was me essentially going on, you know, the eBay for houses, which is Zillow, <laughs> and looking for broken ones. Of course, you don't find them on Zillow. You have to like drive around and look for caution tape. One of my coworkers is actually kind of stuck in the middle of this exact scenario, which is that uh, they had a house. Hmm. He bought a new one. Hmm. Uh, they, they're going to have to knock it down. But the problem is, is that uh, when he originally, like, there was all this financial paperwork done under one prospect, and when they came, when the numbers came in for what the new property was going to be like, mm-hmm. the the town threw him such a ta- like a tax spike on it uh-huh. that he couldn't afford to Hold build the new house. Jeez, oh, and now he's just he sold a, his old house already. It's just got rubble. Yes, essentially, he's just got a lot. Yeah, with 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 a smashed house oh geez you know that's one of our concerns is the tax spike um it's a crazy thing especially i don't know if it's like it's not like this in all states but in new york like it's completely normal for you to make your mortgage payment and then almost the same amount is going out at each month in taxes so i get it right i mean a lot of people they can't get approved for a mortgage um Unless they can prove that they have that amount of income coming in. But when you go and put the taxes on top of that, well, that could be, tw- that could be twice the amount. Um, so I completely understand where your friends, where your coworkers coming from. But yeah, so the house to me was a, uh, you know, um, intentionally looking for the broken version. Um, that's what I want. Like I, I don't, because I don't want to get into a bidding war. I want to find a house that's been abandoned for six months right? Where the pipes have burst and stuff like that and be like, okay, I'll take care of the plumbing. Um, I'll take care of the electrical. I'll make the place, you know, so that it's, uh, gets its certificate of occupancy and, um, and we can technically live there if we want to. And then I'll, we'll take my time. I'll hire some contractors. We'll get the place fixed up and it'll still be a fraction of what that place would have sold, um, at the peak of the seller's market, which is where we are right now. I just saw yeah. a 900 square foot home in upstate New York sell for, I think it's like one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Holy shit! Nine hundred well, square feet for one hundred and thirty. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you. Wow. Like, I don't know if you've the, looked at Kenny's mom's place. The the raw stuff, just like a thousand, like just a thousand, like a thousand something square foot house. The oh, the the lumber alone, yeah, is getting around sixty thousand dollars now. Yeah, yeah. Like plywood's up to a hundred dollars a sheet right now, right? Yep. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. So, so much yeah, for I mean, that coming down. <laughs> buy an old rotted house, fix it up. Well, but you know, that's not an option for people who are moving um, long distance. 
right? So, they can't so, buy a fixer upper and then work with the village to get their certificate of occupancy. They need to question. Pick up and move. Is there a business idea there? Well, that's what I would say that whenever you're in a seller's market, there's always a business opportunity, right? You know, like you hire a Let's guy just to get you, just to just to know like what the bare minimum he's going to be able to get you into the house for to get you in the, the certificate of occupancy, right? And then oh, you pay this guy saying. to continue to kind of upgrade mm -hmm. your house, like because if you can't wait, right? The thing like, is, though, is a lot of these. Let's say you get your certificate of occupancy, but part of like part of the drywall is still falling off, right? They might say it's okay to move in, but it might not be a place that you're going to want kids running around. Know, get fiberglass right. falling out of the walls and maybe maybe they won't give it to you under those circumstances maybe they will i don't know um, i'm not a codes inspector but the thing is is that that it, these people probably don't want to move into a dump you yeah. know what i'm saying because they're still going to need to fix up something um they, they needs to be running water you know <laughs> you can I, i'm pretty sure you can get your certificate of occupancy without running water as long as like you know the water shut off you know, like your pipes aren't hooked up. Like you, you prove to them, yeah, no, there's no running water in this place. Maybe not. Maybe you need running water. Maybe all you need is a toilet and, and a sink in the bathroom. You know, I don't know what the bare minimum is. Um, and I, I'm sure each each city is uh, slightly different. But um, I'd say the big the the big business opportunity is is flipping houses and doing that in a in a seller's market is is a great time to do it. But unfortunately, well, it comes with a ridiculous amount of labor. <laughs> A sixty thousand dollar bill bill of materials that yeah yeah it was one thing yeah. it was one thing to lay out the capital when it was fifteen thousand dollars in sweat equity right um and now I started watching these these restoration videos <laughs> I I can't it's like I don't know it's like Judge Judy for me like I I just I sit down and I could just watch it all day um. I love those court shows, but yeah, so I've been watching these restoration videos and I think they kind of fit into this topic, um, by broken stuff. In this case, um, this guy just gets these, what I've been watching mostly is the model cars. Yep. He gets these model cars. Have you seen these? Hunter? Like the, like the, when you say the model, or you mean like the hot wheel, like the ones where he does the hot wheel restorations, not hot wheel, but like, like a, you know, like a decent size, like model car with the doors that open and the steering wheel that works. Of its I think, I think one does, or 10 to one. I don't know what the, the, the ratio I think, is. I think like old, like toys too, right? Like yeah, there, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. there was yes. like an X-Wing that he did a restoration on. Uh, the X-Wing keeps coming up. The, the plastic toys. I'm not as, I'm not as interested in because, um, cleaning, making plastic look its original color. Um, yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, well, it's more like doing these, restoring these electronics that were never meant to be. Well, it, it this one I watched and it was just mesmerizing to me for so many reasons. Um, this guy drives out to this like this snowy field, and he walks over, um, and he finds a model car that's just completely rust, and he can see it through like a pond or some body of water and he can see it there. Maybe it's a, a really, really, maybe it's a river or a Creek, but he can see it there. He goes home and he gets a chainsaw and he chainsaws this huge block of ice out of the, out of the water, 
which I do wonder, I'm like, did he just put it there like a year ago and he just came back to make it more interesting? But it's always the um, question on those. Yeah, but even if he did, the amount of effort he put into restoring this thing um, is just insane. Like he he'll make his own tires for these things. In one case, he molded his own replacement rim. Like these little yep. tiny, you know, like less than one inch tall plastic rims for these model cars. And he molded his own rim. Um, I think he molded it out of solder. <laughs> like I think he just like put it solder in like moon sand or something. And just like he put the original one in the sand and then he just poured solder in it, which it came out terrible. Then he just filed it down until it looked amazing. Um, but yeah, he takes them apart. He gets all the rust out of them. He straightens them. He bondos them. He uses body filler for like real cars on these little model cars. And then he puts them back together. Um, now that to me is like the extreme, right? It's not like Mike saying, Hey, buy something used on eBay um, or you know, buy something broken um, on eBay. This is like something nobody would even want. It's like, <laughs> it's a rusty car in a lake. And then why do you make it look new? Like, is it going to be worth something? It's certainly probably not going to be worth like, you know, a week of your life painting and sanding and flattening out this metal. Um, but I look up at the top of the YouTube because I always do. I don't know if you guys do this too. I always look to see how many plays there are. Do you guys do that too? How many views yeah, the videos On the YouTube have? page? Yeah, yeah. Always look. And I look up at there and like, it's like 5 million views on these videos. I'm like, yeah, this guy's doing this because he's making bank off of these rusty Porsches. It's like an it's like an ASMR for your mind. It it is. I I like the, about him the restoration the videos are cool. Like sometimes you'll see guys like restore old like tools or like uh, yeah. like a vice. I saw one recently. It's pretty interesting. It's pretty yeah, amazing look, what the lengths they go. They look fantastic when they're done. Yeah. And I think it helps. I think it satisfies my brain in a few ways. One of them, I love watching them remove the rust. I love something that looks old and decrepit to make it look new. I think most people like that, right? Just that yeah. contrast, right? It's like the diamond in the rough. Um, there's also something even more fundamental about it. And it's this idea that not everything is replaceable. Like these wrenches that he's restoring will never ever be made again. It had a purpose, and that purpose is kind of lost in the history of time. And now, it, when you buy a new wrench, it's going to be based on what people want now, and you're never going to get it again. I was just having this conversation with my dad today because when when uh when when when, when friend of the show. Ed Bean was over here the other day, or yet, uh, yesterday. We were po he was dropping something off, but I was showing him what it was going to go into. But um, because you know it's it's an old car, but um, you know like the just 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 even basic stuff like the the materials, like you just you can't get this stuff anymore. I bought a pair of sail shears, so they're they're fabric scissors. They're fourteen. They're fourteen inch long blades, wow. and they were made like eighteen ninety four. You cannot buy a pair of scissors like this anymore. Fourteen like, inch even, blades, jeez. 
but the, but but the thing but the thing yes like you could you could you could it is big enough to club something to death with <laughs> but you just like even like so even if you even if you bought like the fancy fabric shears they don't make them with with that kind of steel anymore so uh, uh and you can you can say that it's a technological thing and it's but it's like it, the the quality of the cut is just different it, but it's also like maybe it's a safety thing too because you like you fucking take your fingers off but <laughs> but but no but it, it, it again it's 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 that difference like like you know you talk about that they're not going to make these things again like there are tools that just even like you know like they have the the contractor drills that like will break your fucking arms but like yeah they'll like they'll the just they'll go for yeah. like the hammer function essentially yes but so you'd best be just, strong enough to fucking yes, man but this but, but drill. Going, yes this is like basically this is a drill press motor that we put a handle on get good um it's funny you yeah. mention that stuff uh because a lot of so uh my grandparents uh, obviously you guys know and then most people in canastota although not anymore because most people are aging out sadly uh, my grandparents, when they made ribbon candy, like, there's all this shit that I would imagine would be a fucking nightmare to find to make it. Like, yeah. the giant, uh, like, brass kettle and the massive, like, um, what was it? Marble, like, slab that you had to put the candy on to, like, cool it just at this right thing. Uh, you mentioned those shears, Gunner. They weren't that big, but they were, like, a big-ass pair of, like, steel shears. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you'd find. Uh, just a ton of stuff. I was, I'm, I'm, as you're saying this, I'm like, man, it'd be a real nightmare. Like, even the case was like this super, super old, like antique case. Um, I used to watch this. Well, I would still watch it, but it, there's no new episodes. But um, there's a, and the, the name is stupid, but there's a show called uh, Tiny House Nation. Yep. Now, the name sounds it. dumb, right? Because it's like Tiny House Nation. Like everybody puts on their shirts. We're all part of the Tiny House Club. But um, the hosts are fantastic. And one of the hosts is a fabricator, right? So what they do is they meet with his family. They're like, okay, you're trying to downsize. You're trying to move into a smaller home. Um, most of the homes are like your cliche tiny house, right? It, you could like pull it on a trailer. A yeah. couple of them, though, are just smaller. But I watched this fabricator make stuff, right? And he's like, yeah, well, you know, I realized that, you know, you really, really like your books. And if we told you you had to, you know, when you were paring down, you had to get rid of your books. But we found a way for you to keep your books uh, by hiding them inside the ladder that you use to get to your bed. And I look at it and I'm like, why don't we do this for everything? Like, why don't we have these dual purpose items? Right. It's like you go to a house and like they got to pull those dusty um, leaves out to make the kitchen table bigger. Right. I realized that it's inconvenient to have to hide those leaves somewhere and then pull them out every time that you have company. But uh, like I think about that and it's like, you know, you talk about like like the quality of how things are made. Well, how about the fact that we don't really make things anymore? Yep. People are like, oh, well, he built these cabinets by hand. It's like, well, that's how cabinets used to be. Yeah. People would just make them. Like they weren't great, but they would hold their stuff. You know, and well, now it, I mean, it, you know, you can see behind me, like we went and picked them out like they were a freaking car at at Lowe's. Like, I'm gonna take the fourteen thousand dollar cabinets, please. I it, it, it 
this this came up in another podcast that I uh, listened to. Uh, guy's name's Duna. Or it's a uh, well. There's your problem. Is the name of the podcast? Uh, but it was a guy, a guy on Twitter by the name of Do Not Eat. But there was one of the things that they talked about was that um, that craftsmanship really died as an artifact of the the rise of like consumer capitalism in the 50s because like you talk about like how all these old buildings are cool and everything like that and everything that was in those old buildings was made by union shops and mm-hmm. craftsmen and mm-hmm. we got rid of all those fucks and it, it to, to 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 make it like yeah. well and it you know it, it's we go to those bars and they got like the benches or the tables and they're made from like old sewing machines. Yes. And it's like, whoa, look at how cool it is a very artisan place here. It's, and it's like, no, it's just stu- you, you stuck you stuck a Lego brick club. And it's like, you stuck a Lego they brick had to get them. Yeah. Well, they had to get them from old factories because nobody wants them. Right. So it's just taking up space. But more importantly, if you wanted to make that, it's going to be you six couldn't. months. It's going to be six. Be, it would be thousands and thousands of dollars. Dollars and like, six, a six, you, month, a six month wait, wait time. I want to, yeah. I want a metal, I want a cast iron leg. I want a leg for a table that weighs 300 pounds. I think, I think, I think, I think I I've, none of them to match. I think, I think I brought this up on the podcast before, but the, the dinosaur devil barbecue that's in New York city is built out of the barn that was on this property. They salvaged all the all the architectural features and all the oh, yeah. lumber. That's pretty cool. That, that barn lumber, people pay top dollar for that barn lumber. So, like, I want I want wood from a barn that has pigeon shit on it, and I want it in my house. <laughs> pigeon shit, cat cat piss, rat shit. <laughs> well, it, yes, it's because we want to use it in our restaurant. <laughs> well, it's because it's got mag- it's got magic properties. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you, you know, more termite harm, the better. You can't, you can't harm the gods bad flavor without something that doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have that. It, like it's, it's like an old weapon, you know, they gotta have, it's gotta have, it's gotta have misery and cat piss is the way that you repel the, the, the gremlins of bad food preparation. So Connor and I had some or, examples of broken stuff that we buy what about you, Wade. Yeah, I wish I had Chips. more to contribute, but I don't. Uh... So, what about the Alero? Would the Alero count? <laughs> what do you mean? Would I buy that back? No, it's a piece of shit. Buy <laughs> Alero, Alero. I would never buy. A, I don't work on cars because I don't know how. Um, what what I... if the car? You don't have to work on a car if the car doesn't work. Car's right. Insane. Yeah, it's just. It's shit that I don't need. You know what I mean? Like, if I need it, I fucking buy it. It's I, I see the value, but I also consider the time that I would spend, like fixing something up that I kind of want. It doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of like I understand if I couldn't get it somewhere. Like, I just can't think of anything that I would <laughs> buy that I couldn't get somewhere and then have to fix it up. I I'd imagine that would be a nightmare. It would take a lot of hours <laughs> and my time is like really valuable to me. So I don't, I don't know if I would, I would feel that time would be wasted. So um, maybe, yes, yeah, I, as I jump like back, a broken soda stream. 
like a broken, broken soda stream. I would just go buy a new soda stream. <laughs> why, don't, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you get three soda streams that each have one different part of them broken? Ah. And then you just use them in different part, different phases to make one entire bottle of soda. Or you use free software because you don't want to pay for the good software. So you just yeah. accept the broken product. And just like work your way around it. Yeah, you, that's you, that describes you, the music project that we all did together. Did you did you see that shit? I was gonna say that kind of sounds like it. Did you see that Maybe. shit with uh you know speak speaking of bro- broken software and broken shit? Did you see that 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 thing going down with that company that made the machine to snoop on the McFlurry machine traffic? Are just, you familiar with why is that hitting the news again? Yeah, why is that hitting the news again? Because McDonald's well, one because there's a lawsuit going on because McDonald's uh, actually uh, McDonald's and the the manufacturer of the 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 the, the McFlurry machine themselves mm-hmm. stole multiple actually they had one of the, one of the McDonald's franchisees that had a contract with a company that provides that particular piece of equipment not the not the McFlurry mm-hmm. one monitoring mm-hmm. bought them gave them to McDonald's and the company that makes the pump they reverse engineered it and are selling their own product version of it. And I said, I'm not, you lost me a little bit. They bought it. They sold it. They're reverse engineering. No, no. So so there's basically what it, it, so it's the equivalent of like, it's a proprietary, the, 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 the hardware and stuff itself is proprietary. So, you know, like the, the, the company that makes the pump, Mm-hmm. The company that makes the monitoring device that was they were using to get all the data from the pump because mm-hmm. they locked it behind some, you know, it's the same kind of shit that Apple do, or John Deere does when they don't want to. Just tracking money. how much is being used is it that no, type they're, of? Well, they're actually so they're actually getting diagnostic data off the machine, like okay. did it, off of a fucking McFlurry machine. No, because the McFlurry machine is actually pretty impressive because what it does is it pasteurizes in situ. Wait, they're doing. Hold on. Are you telling me that the McFlurry machines at a McDonald's are doing on-site pasteurization? Yes. Holy fuck. That is terrifying. And I don't don't understand. Okay. So, Trace, typically any ice cream shop that serves like soft serve and stuff like that, they get like bags of it brought in from a dairy provider. Um, All of the product is pasteurized at the plant where they have. Of course. Yeah. So why would you buy bacteria? And feed it to your right. Apparently, at McDonald's, all of that processing and all that pasteurization of the cream and milk and stuff is happening right there in on site at the McDonald's in the machine. Why would why why would they en- introduce such a strange liability? I fucking know. That's what I'm saying. No, it's it's because it's because that the way that machine works is that it's it's actually manufacturing the ice cream. At the time it's being at, at the time it's being dispensed, and that's how they go from yeah, their soft serve to the slurry stuff. To that's all, but that's all soft serve. No soft serve. Well, I mean, soft serve is melting it, or you, no. you, you're dispensing it. No I, soft serve. You pour you pour the stuff in, and you get ice cream. But that that mix is pre pasteurized. Like you go, they buy. They buy the stuff, they like put it in, and then they it's like liquid. Right? I'm really struggling to I, 
I'm really struggling as to why they would have created this. Like, what advantage does this but give them? Let's go away. Be I'll be honest with you. Stuff yeah. Because I don't get it either. But, but you know, when this originally hit the news, what was it, a year ago, Gunner? Um, I think so, yeah. A guy got the McDonald's app on his phone, and he reverse engineered it so that he could find out if he he was able to find out like if if it wouldn't let him order um a McFlurry then he then he knew that that machine was out of order so what he did is he he got he wrote his own app that used the exact same request to McDonald's but like on a low level and he was able to say nationwide how many McFlurries were out of order and it was a ridiculously oh, okay. high percentage so actually I, in in trace the reason why this came up was that they 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 went further with that and they actually were getting the diagnostic data off the machines. Mm-hmm. And it would tell you where it failed. It mm-hmm. would send messages to people saying that the pastor, you know, like, because people would just kind of like let it be down. But mm-hmm. it would, you could send it. So it would send messages to the owner of the franchise. Yeah. And it could alert people to be like, hey, I need, I need someone to manually intervene here. And here's the error code of why it failed. Here's mm-hmm. the steps to actually troubleshoot the machine and repair it. If you, if you can, but, but why is it hitting the news now? It's because somebody made uh, somebody reverse engineered a replacement part that keeps failing. No, no. no. So wh- why why it's in the news now is that there is a lawsuit from that company, the guy who made that app. They actually made a device, a re- a commercial product, and what happened is that Mike uh, McDonald's and the manufacturer of the pump, who previously had a positive business relationship with them, all of a sudden pulled all their access to it. And a week later, announced a competing product at one of these food yeah, but distributor. Saying this guy exposed how shitty these McFlurry machines were, and McDonald's canceled the McFlurry contract. No, no, no. So, like, hey, the manufacturer, we don't want to deal with you anymore. We're going to go to this new no, person. They're, no, they're 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 because they're they're in bed with each other. So what what happened is this guy made this guy who's in bed with each other. The, 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 the company that makes the, the McFlurry machine. I can't remember McDonald's. the name of the dispenser pump. Uh, yep. Yeah. And McDonald's. So the guy who made that app started a company that makes a device that talks to the McFlurry machine locally and allows the franchisee to do stuff that normally the tech would have done. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And they had a he's bypassing the proprietary software to make one better. He just made he just made a better mousetrap, but he he's infringing on patents when he does so because because they were able to get a patent to say they're the only ones that can talk to a McFlurry machine, and no, now he's talking to a McFlurry well, machine. Actually, well, it, it, actually, it isn't even the patent thing. It's just that McDonald's and the manufa- the, the particular manufacturer of this pumping equipment just have, have money. Pockets. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, we 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 side rails. But no, the no, is what's bringing it back to the news, right? The fact yeah. that he's getting sued because his app. So he's it's, because the franchises. He's like, hey, you want your McFlurry machine to be up and running ninety percent of the time? Use my app. And then McDonald's is like, yeah, no, you 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 can't sell McDonald's software to monitor McDonald's hardware. It's something that McDonald's does. And the guy's like, no, they're actually franchises. So go fuck yourself. You admit yourself that you are in the, you are not in the food business. You're in the real estate business. So let me sell software and you can go back to doing real estate. Um, all McDonald's dairy products are pasteurized. So it 
Should be fine for you to talk. Should be fine for you to eat a McFlurry. Um, I guess the about the McFlurries, the 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 deal with McFlurries is that they that people saying that uh, they would be possibly unsafe is because the machines uh, don't get cleaned enough. But yes, when yeah. I understand all McFlurries are pasteurized and not on site. It's a mix that they purchase off site. Well, the the machine itself is pat, but again, because there's a whole there's a whole. Because uh, we gotta find this fucking thing. Yeah, we're 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 we're, we're, we're couching now because we don't we don't want to see. I'm trying to find the fucking manufacturer. Okay, uh, ta- uh, Taylor is the name of the company that actually makes the machines, but there it, it, it's it's it, it's actually pretty crazy. Like I I didn't share I didn't post this to to the general chat because I but I've been reading up on this and it's it's it, like just the whole the whole mechanism of like how that ice cream machine works is the only thing I can think of was this uh, when I was working back back when I used to work for a manu- uh, pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. we had this machine called the Zanazi and this and I think you probably had something like this at burn too like did you have the aseptic or hood where you had I the never burn. you never worked at, you worked at, you, you worked at hood um did you have the aseptic packaging line where like you just put the bottles in and it would sterilize them in situ and form them hold on do we have no? So they got rid of rid of the aseptic machine before I started, but Shauna had to work with the aseptic uh, machine. Okay, but yeah, and like the 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 Zanazi, like when it was operating its whole thing. So it, the Zanazi was like space shuttle level crazy complicated because you would have non sterile components go in and in the process of filling it, like. Even the even the pharmaceutical that you were doing was being sterilized in situ, so it wasn't like you got sterile product to put in. It was, you know, everything was dirty when it came into the room, and in 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 thirty something feet, it went from dirty to human level sterilized, prepared for injection. It'd be funny if McDonald's did that just because the employees wouldn't stop sticking their dick in the McFlurry. <laughs> yes. Uh, the device, the device that we were we were talking about, uh, I was talking about, is called the Kitch. K Y T H. So, um, not to jump off topic, but I, I probably 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 shouldn't try and we should it. probably. <laughs> but yeah. uh, did anybody hear? Uh, <laughs> Elon Musk went on. He was on television being interviewed, talking about traveling to Mars, and he was pretty much like. Yeah, yeah, like you know, like people want to go. He's like, a lot of people are going to die at first. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's funny he's because he's been saying he's been using he's been saying this from the beginning too. Every yeah. time it comes it's up, it's going to be a glorious adventure. People. Yeah, but but a lot of it's people like, are going to die at first. <laughs> a lot of people like, are probably going to die at first. Yeah, he's like, you're never coming back, and you're probably going to die. Yeah, he said a lot of people won't come back, and they'll probably die. That's I thought that was kind of funny. Um, that may have been a gunshot. Um, no, don't <laughs> die. Wait. You you made that reaction when one of my cats jumped off the counter. And at, at least at least at least you are um, close to a hospital. So yeah, right across the street. Um, also, of uh, Elon Musk. Yeah. What were we gonna say? Oh, I was gonna I was gonna go to n- favorite nostalgic candy. Oh yeah, great. it was a quick hit. Um, and we'll do that because we got to do we got to do a final topic here. Um, we are over an yes. hour, but since you yeah. mentioned Elon Musk, um, who our first episode was about, right? 
The biosphere. Um, um the biosphere. Oh no, it's asshole Tony Stark. Asshole yeah, Tony. yeah. That was that um, was Trailer uh, Park Tony Stark. Yeah. Our second episode came out exa- like almost exactly three years ago, which is crazy because it doesn't that seem that crazy. Long. But um, so of course. Elon Musk is like a household name now, right? Yeah. Um, and he's actually going to be hosting uh, Saturday Night Live. I heard that. On, yeah. I think the 8th, May 8th. So that's cool. It's come full circle. Um, and we we got him there. I'm so happy that. We did. You can think nobody... of check. I hope the check's in the mail, Elon. <laughs> you know, he's going to send it to us in Dogecoin. He probably, I mean, uh, that's fine. It's a big check. A lot of Doge. All right. Nostalgia candy. Nostalgia candy to close it out. This was a no brainer for me. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know if it would be a no brainer for everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, then go. Let's start it off. The Fifth Motherfucking Avenue. I love Fifth Avenues. It's like, uh, it's just perfect. So many, so many have tried to to rip it off, like Butterfinger bullshit. Mm-hmm. No, Fifth mm-hmm. Avenue. I'm going See, with the Fifth Avenue candy bar. I don't love the sticky peanut butter candy. Well, it's crunchy. It's it, but it's like huh. it sticks in your teeth. You're absolutely right. Okay, yeah. I see where you're going. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't love, I don't love those. Um, I'll eat them. They taste good, but the texture. Like that must be why some people swear by Butterfingers or Fifth Avenues and other people don't. Um, it's because the texture must make it or break it for them. And for me, I don't like that texture. It's like I'm chewing on steel wool or something. It's odd. Um, but I respect that choice. Um, one that it's definitely not like my favorite nostalgic candy, but one that I never realized how much it was hated. I had no idea because I liked them. Uh, were, were Charleston Chews. Ugh. Yeah, I yeah. never knew they were hated so much. They're people really hate them, and it's. I always thought it was marshmallow in the middle, but it's technically nougat. But the nougat taffy. is. Oh, is it, it's nougat. Okay. It's well, it's 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 borderline taffy because you you can shatter those, and it's like yeah. eat them frozen. But like I've watched people review them, and not one person has liked them. And I'm like, well, there must have been a taste bud at some point that did. Because they were being sold for a long time, and then now nobody likes them. I I got some for myself and my kids, and my kids are like, "These are disgusting." Like, Fucking kids what's hated disgusting you for it, I'm sure. about this? <laughs> it's just, it's just sugar in a different shape. Something wrong with them, Char- those those Charleston chews. Charleston chews are good. What are you being a monster about? They're great, delightful. Gunner, what's yours? Uh, actually, I just pulled mine up and I, I fucking lost the thing because I'm brain dead. Of course, the fudge. It's, um, I would say bit of honey. Yeah, oh. I've never had a bit of honey in my life. That's an odd choice, but I get it because it's 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 a straight up nostalgic candy. Well, because it was it was it was a, it was a grandparents' house candy. Yeah, yeah. Like where there's original. Like I I never I didn't like it when I first had it, but. It would like old people would always have them at their house. And I'm like, you know what? This is better than no candy. And then eventually I'm like, I kind of like Werther's original. I think I'll like any type of candy if I eat it enough. 
But uh, I think my go-to though, and it's not that nostalgic, but it, it's nostalgic for us, you know, kid, children of the '90s, '80s, and '90s, um, is the whatchamacallit. Oh yeah, I, was, I knew you were gonna say it as soon as you said children of the yeah. '90s. What, it what was like the only candy bar that came out like when we were kids. I, yeah, I feel yeah, it it was such a weird candy bar, but um, and it was just it's just like caramel rice krispies and chocolate. Like it's not even yeah. that great of an idea, but the rice krispie um, uh, ratio. Is, it's it's not like a crackle, you know. It's not like a, um, you know. It's not just like a couple specks. It's like the inside of it is like solid. And uh, yeah, I always thought those were pretty good. Which McCall's so, have? I respect which McCall's. So then there's what's your what's your vote on the Clark Bar? Love the Clark Bar. It's very similar to the Fifth Avenue. Not exactly the same taste, which probably means the Trace would probably hate it. But I love the Clark Bar. I I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it a little bit more. I feel like the texture is not as stringy as a Butterfinger. Butterfinger is just designed to ruin your teeth. How about the yeah, Zagnut? Remember the Zagnut? I'm sorry, I can't hear you over you being a monster. You don't like Zagnuts? What the fuck is a Zagnut? You've never had a Zagnut bar? I've never had a Zagnut bar. Oh, it's coconut. Oh no, kind of like coconut and, and I think oh, it's like coconut okay. and peanut buttery. Yeah, kind of like yeah. a Chico stick. That's a weird mix, but I, yeah. I can remember Chico that. sticks. I'm not a huge fan of coconut, so I would have avoided the Zagnut. It's a toasted coconut, yeah. though. Yeah, I don't. Well, you know what? Candy, old school candy bar. Because now, of course, I'm down this fucking rabbit hole. Does anybody? I remember the name O Henry, but I don't remember. I don't think I've ever had an O Henry in my life. Yeah. Yeah, my um, my old day job had them, and I would buy them because I shared a cubicle wall with someone named uh, Henry. Nice. And I would buy that. I would buy the O Henrys. Um, they were good. Henrys are good. Um, how about the chunky? That Ooh, was the chunky. That was hated by children, but as yeah. I got older, I started to like it. Oh, is it the, the chunk or the chunky? Um, the chunky. It's Nestle it, chunky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that okay. weird one that breaks into four pieces. It's like a big and ass inside, square. Yeah, and oh, inside yeah. it is like raisins and nuts. I don't know what type of nuts were in it, but it was like, like you know how you get those? Um, you get like the like the Russell Stover or Gertrude Hawk candies, and they have that perfect ratio of like nut and caramel in them. Yes. It's like the guy that got fired making the wrong thing, and then they just put his recipe into one of these bars. So instead of caramel, it's like it's like raisins, and then I I think it's peanuts. I'm not sure. It's peanuts. It is. And then it breaks so, into those weird four sections. I don't really understand I mean, the idea. Or or well, because you're not supposed to eat all of it in one go. But um, well, then make a resealable package. Yes. Well, here, so here's the thing. The, in you know, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory ruined our conception of of time forever, or at least like time forever. Just like how like all movies have poisoned our conceptions of the fifties. Do you have like just periods of time that you didn't live through, but you automatically just kind of picture this th picture this thing emerging in, like you know, bit of honey. That's like this is a candy that you would see in one of those gift shops at fucking Old Forge. You know, like yeah. this is old timer burr. And then you have like the chunky or something like 
this must have been big in the fifties before they invented flavor. Or like, what about like the like the good and plenties? Like, can you even buy those anymore? They're so god awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can still buy those. It's candy? crazy too. Those are that's a very polarizing candy because it's terrible. Which is crazy because it's the same company that makes Mike and Ike's, and they are delicious. Oh yeah, Mike and Ike's are great, but uh, yeah. Mike and Ike's aren't filled with shit like good and plenties. Are. <laughs> so I think that's probably that's probably why. I mean, good and plenties have been around since eighteen ninety three. Yeah. You know what though? Anise is a very polarizing flavor. And it's um it's 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 an interesting one because like black licorice, period, is just something that you know, like like anise is inside sausage. It's it's for Italian sausage, it's a very, very important flavor. So it kind of makes sense that as a as a strong spice, it was used in other things, eventually candy. But like, have you ever heard of somebody um, having um, like like Have you heard of a lavender pie? I know Gunner's had one of these. I have fucking Gunner, no idea what that lavender is. Lavender pie? No, I have never. Heard. Heard. Um, no lavender. Yeah, pie. like you, find it. you can use lavender as a spice. Okay. To season a pie like, and. Okay, like blueberry like a, lavender pie. I'm finding things. Tastes like a fucking bathtub. Like it is the strangest thing, and it's like, why would someone eat this? But it's because a lot of these things that we think today as just aromas were actually used as, um, you know, as as spices or as seasonings. Um, you know, like we don't think it's weird to put vanilla in something, but lavender, it's like, you know, why would you? It's blasphemy. But you know, vanilla is okay still. But but that that this goes this goes back again to the this goes back again to um maybe it's a little bit of flexing. Like, you know, vanilla used to be this super scarce hard thing to get. It's still pretty it's still incredibly expensive. But it's like banana flavoring. Banana flavoring is not really banana flavored, and the vanilla that most people have it's, really it's, it's right. beaver it's actually beaver anal um anal gland extract it's a fact I'm not making that up the real the the, the horror, artificial the, the, vanilla comes from a beaver's asshole uh, it's fact checking that statement right now yes it oh comes wow! From, I am. It it's completely true. That's disgusting. <laughs> comes from a beaver's asshole. So yeah, when you're eating artificial vanilla, um, you're eating asshole, even if you're not into that sort of thing. Um. So, uh, natural flavoring called uh, castorium is a thick, odorous secretion obtained by, excuse me, obtained from the anal glands of beavers. It is used to give a <laughs> vanilla flavor to some also, dairy products and desserts. And raspberry and strawberry. Some to some dairy products and desserts, and when your grandma is cheap and she feels like getting the artificial vanilla flavoring, all of the cookies that you ate for Christmas. Hey man, they taste good. I just won't think about it. Yeah, but I mean, it's like red food coloring. Um, carmine used to be derived from crushed bugs. They don't do it anymore because of too many um, people were allergic to the uh, to the bugs. But the the when carmine um it actually was a pretty big problem with uh, uh ocean spray when they first started the ruby red grapefruit juice 
Um, even red grapefruits don't produce that bright red um, uh, juice when you juice them. So they would have to add coloring and they would purchase the coloring um, and the coloring came from crushed bugs. So <laughs> people were upset because it's like, well, I should just be drinking fruit juice. I shouldn't be drinking crushed red bugs. Um, and now I think Agreed. they use, you know, whatever, what, whatever the uh, approved the food colorings are. It's like red 40 or something. Yeah. Um, well, okay, I I know we're like out of time, but to finish yeah. off this topic, one more. We talked about some candies, nostalgic candies that we like. What nostalgic candies do you hate? Now I know you already said good and plenty, so you can't use that one again. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it, Trace. Um, you fucked yourself on this. Yeah, I really did. Okay, somebody else go first, and then I will I will chime in with a different answer. Um. So for me. Like I always want one, and then I regret it immediately. Is rock candy? Okay. Like I see them in the jars, and I was like, "Oh, those that bright blue, crystalline, delicious-looking candy! I want to buy one for like ten cents." And then I put it in my mouth, and I'm like, "This is a terrible experience. It doesn't taste like anything except for sugar, and it's so Green hard teeth. that I can't actually chew it or or or, or eat it." Circus rock peanut. candy. Oh, yes. You're fucking horrendous. What? Circus peanuts. Ugh. Oh, oh. Barf, I, good answer. I, ne neck wafer, I, neck wafer, I'd be all over that way before a circus peanut. Uh, yeah. I really, really, really dislike Smarties. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's kind of, it's kind of like the neck wafer. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, one of my least favorite i can't that's a good one and that's that. still one that is is popular enough that people could be polarized on that yeah yeah i'm sure there's somebody out there that likes that that like i doubt there's anybody oh. out there that loves smarties but mm -hmm. if if i told if i told you that there were two cadbury eggs the british one and the american one the british one's better what's the difference uh the quality of chocolate Quality of chocolate. Well, they don't use corn syrup in the British one. Yeah. It, have you had it? Is it better? Uh, I've never had it, but I have had um, like chocolates, especially Cadbury's uh, mm. from like the UK. Uh, like Shauna's family out in Ireland will like send mm. care packages and stuff like that once in a while. It's it's better. Like there's this bar okay. called the Flake Bar. Fucking amazing. Oh. It's just chocolate, just flaky there's chocolate. It's great. There's actually some history around why chocolate tastes so crappy um, in the United States, um, and it's actually um, preference. It's 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 a uh, it's a preference that we developed. Um, we like sour and, milk. Um, close, close. Uh, we like the, the the process that that was used by Hershey's um, grew very popular, and they were able to to mass produce and mass distri distribute the chocolates, especially uh, in the time of war. And what happened is. Um, they were actually like they were it, they were inside rations so the soldiers really grew fond of it because it was it was a way that they could enjoy chocolate and it was preserved for a long time now there's better ways to preserve it today but the process involves an enzyme that's also used for parmesan cheese which is why people from outside of the united states say that ours tastes like vomit it's also an enzyme found in vomit um but uh <laughs> um what did what what was the last thing that you said 
because I was gonna I was gonna go off of that. Like Sarah Miller. It... No. Uh, Cadbury, like Cadbury, Blake Bar, Cadbury. Oh, chocolate. the Cadburys. Have you guys had a Kinder Egg before? Oh yes, I love it. Have you had not one a Kinder Egg? I've had what? like a Kinder Bar. No, I, I haven't had. I, 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 my nieces are big on it, but American ones. Yeah. We yeah. can't be trying yeah. not to. We cannot be trying to not eat a fucking hard plastic object. So. Yeah, we went to Mexico and and my kids bit into the toy because in the United oh. States you can't have a toy inside food, um, but in other places of the world you can and yeah the kinder egg you have to like crack it open and then you like it's weird um but the toy has to be in a separate compartment so the kids don't accidentally choke on the toys um here in the united states but yeah i thought that was interesting like um you know like not only is the flavor different like you like wade is talking about with cadbury but uh the delivery mechanism is different as well Got to be careful, dog. Watch out for that <laughs> fucking toy inside that chocolate. So, so, Gunner, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, so would would Willy Wonka nowadays have like a Bitcoin thumb drive hidden inside a chocolate bar or like an SD card? Maybe. Would that be his golden ticket? Would you swallow the golden ticket? Do you have to cleave your neighbor in twain to to, to get it out? That's what, that's what, that's what, like, I mean, like, I know that there's actually, like, a Willy Wonka brand of candy, but, like, yeah. when I, see, when I see the chunky and stuff like that, I'm, like, all I can see, all I can have in my mind's eye is somebody's working in, like, somebody was abducted from their country and is working in, like, a hellhole factory making this right now. Like my laptop. Like this podcast. Speaking of which. <laughs> we have gone over time and so it is in time for way, me in more ways than one maybe uh, it is time for me to ritualistically sacrifice the show uh, shout out to uh, everybody giving us uh, your suggestions um, we went with Mike again uh, this week and we'll continue to do so until we get more uh, more shares we uh, should I bring up the 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 um person that commented. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean uh, like who the mystery person is? It, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a it's a public it's a public post. <laughs> so I guess you could shout so, them out. I mean, anyone that follows us um, can read the name. So, yeah, I mean, Mary McNabb, thank you uh, for uh, for offering some ideas. I think probably not ready to <laughs> to hear people's opinion of me as i already know what uh what well i don't know what they'll say but i'd rather not know what they say i think <laughs> um but who are you i uh we did we, we we weren't sure who you are and how you heard of the podcast so uh yeah i don't know <laughs> thanks for uh giving us a, a recommendation but um anyways with that uh that's the end of the show and um thanks everybody for giving us a listen and a like and like i said Keep sending in those suggestions. We, uh, we are, we, I'd say this essentially, this overtime has been established and, uh, and we'll continue to roll with it. Um, thanks again, everybody, and have a great week. Gunner, take us on out of here. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride the snake.